let's go. I'm a bulldog. So George, who won't pick it? I love everybody. Jetsintel.com. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? I think it's day 8,000 for everybody out there. Is it day eight? How's everybody feeling? First of all, let me introduce myself. My name's Jeff Sintel. I uh, work and write and take pictures and take videos for dognation.com. You're coming here on a Wednesday night live to uh, learn about the latest, what's going on with Georgia football and Georgia recruiting. For the next hour, it will be my endeavor to try and bring that to all of you guys out there. Um, first of all, let me know Let me know if you guys can hear me okay. I want to make sure the sound's coming through. Give me a like if you can hear me. Give me a thumbs up. Uh, let's say uh, Wilson. That's the code name for tonight. Wilson. Why do I say Wilson? Uh, say, give me a Wilson in the feed if you can hear me okay and everything is coming up. Wilson, why in the world is Jeff, uh, why, am I, why in the world am I bringing up Wilson tonight? That's because um, my daddy movie cinema night last night with my kids, we watched Castaway. Um, that's what we watched. Remember that movie, Volleyball, Tom Hanks, The Island, four and a half years? Man, my kids had a lot of questions about that, but we watched Castaway together. A little bit, of, a little bit of time as a family. Actually, stayed up pretty late, later than even their mom knows about it. But oh well, that's what you're doing, um, and that's what you're doing right now. Um, anyway, uh, let me know where you're checking in from. You got any questions? Be sure and drop them in that feed right there. I'll do my best to answer them, and uh, we'll get going. Uh, Richard Pauler, go dogs! Happy hour time, man. Richard, what you, what is in your cup? What's in your cup tonight, man? Um, thanks to everybody for joining in. First of all, I hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody in your circle, in your world, in your neighborhood is uh, well and safe. And uh, certainly hope everybody's making do and making it all right through all this right now. A uh, few things to talk about right now. If, you, if you've been on dognation.com today or the last two days, you see a lot of stories popping up. Uh, this week on the recruiting, we've written about Elijah Judy. That's the... Uh, uh, talented defensive end, outside linebacker. I think he's more of an outside backer uh, out of Philadelphia. Uh, it seems like Georgia is in a good spot there with Elijah Judy. I think Texas A&M is in really good shape too. Um, we wrote about uh, Devin Willick. Did you guys get a chance to read that profile about Devin Willick? That's the nearly six foot seven offensive lineman from New Jersey, who somehow his family uh, feels that the commute from Georgia to uh, Georgia to New Jersey is a little bit better, a little bit easier on the family than Georgia to College Station. Somehow, 800 miles to Georgia seems a better haul for the family than about, I don't know, 300 miles or so to uh, Happy Valley uh, in Penn State. Um, inter interesting about that. Uh, we also got a chance to talk to his head coach, John Whitehead at Paramus Catholic. Paramus Catholic is a school which has produced Notables like Jabril, Jabril Peppers, Rashawn Gary, um, and he was, he just, I basically was talking to him about Devin, but he just rolled off about the Bronx and Brooklyn and North Jersey and New Jersey and how popular Georgia is up there. And I, we brought you that story this week, earlier this week as well, about how when we talk about and we write about how Georgia operates off a national recruiting footprint, that's pretty real, not just because of Isaiah Wilson, not just because of a guy like Devin Willett, but going back in that kind of New Jersey, New York area, everybody knows about uh, Noshawn Marino. He kind of, the, the head coach there kind of thought that started it all off there. Um, 
see, this morning on DogNation.com, we wrote about Dylan Fairchild, who I kind of would refer to as a man-child. He's about 6'4", he's about 300 pounds, uh, was the Class 7A state wrestling champion out of West, Forth- West Forsyth High School uh, for the Wolverines. He went 46-0 and there uh, this past year, uh, won the 7A state wrestling championship. 46-0, and 46 pins. Uh, he actually pinned a dude in the state quarterfinals of the state heavyweight wrestling tournament. He pinned the dude in four seconds. I can't believe any of us can even, even eat a sandwich or swipe right or download a movie or play a song in four seconds, but Dylan Fairchild was able to do that. Um, Georgia offered him in early March. It was a big offer. We were able to bring you guys a video with Dylan as well, a, a kind of one of our Dog Nation conversations with Dylan. We were actually also able to bring you a neat little story in the middle of that uh, post on dognation.com about um, kind of the way Matt Luke goes about his business. Fairchild was not a, not a priority for George in the 2021 class because you know Sam Pittman and the way he built his offensive lines at Georgia, he'd already offered to Marius Mims. He'd already offered Terrence Ferguson. He'd already offered Jared Wilson. He'd already offered uh, Micah Morris. But Fairchild didn't have that offer. But when Matt Luke came in, Matt Luke's looking for a more athletic offensive lineman, a guy that's just a pure athlete, a well-rounded guy, a guy that can play a lot of spots. Fairchild can snap. Fairchild can play guard. He can play tackle. Matt Luke told him that he was going to start him out. If he chose Georgia, he would start him out as a tackle. Uh, But he could also play guard and center. Uh, one more thought about Dylan Fairchild out of West Forsyth is his family told me his family is mostly Georgia fans. A uh, little bit of Georgia Tech in there, but there are a lot of dogs in his family. He said the offer from Matt Luke in Georgia meant a great deal because he knew growing up as a kid in the state of Georgia, everybody wanted that offer from Georgia, and an offer from Georgia would be big time. Uh, I want to First off, uh, kind of the top hour of our broadcast, I wanted to thank everybody at Kroger. Kroger continues to be an excellent partner for us at Dog Nation. And folks, we want to talk about five stars. Five stars is what every bagger, checkout clerk, stalker, meat department person, produce clerk, uh, everybody sweeping and cleaning those um, pristine Kroger aisles to make sure your shopping experience is what it is. If you look on our dognation.com website, Kroger has immediate hirings. They're one of those businesses that's getting a surge of attention right now as the United States of America deals with this pandemic uh, crisis. Um, one thing I want you guys to know is that Kroger is alerting, is altering some of its schedules of its stores to create special shopping. Really like what Kroger's doing right there. Uh, shopping hours for customers that are the that are at risk of contracting COVID-19. Uh, that's the disease caused by coronavirus. Stores in Georgia, Eastern Alabama and South Carolina will block off, now get this guys, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Mondays through Thursdays for seniors over 60 and other high-risk people as defined by the CDC. Got to give a big thumbs up to Kroger for that. Uh, That's a wonderful thing to do for those people in our community that would like to have that kind of specialized hour, that shopping hour to get what they need and also to feel safer about what they're doing there in their local neighborhood Kroger as well. Uh, Jesse Sagas, how are you checking in from Kentucky? Hope everything is well. First of all, appreciate everybody's comments and uh, hanging out. You got a question, be sure to uh, 
be sure to pop it in the feed. And Richard Pollard, you're going to make me laugh, man. Uh, tonight, Richard's got, we can't call it uh, an epidemic. We can't call it a pandemic. We can't call it a, a global uh, health crisis. We can't call it any of those things. We can call it a health event, according to my man, Richard Pollard. Uh, Joel Moody, what? Joel Moody bringing, out, bringing back some of those old school Wednesday night live days, looking for some of those Kroger $50 gift cards. Remember those days when we did the trivia, we did the six pack? One of the things I'm going to do for you guys next week is next week, uh, we tried to get it going up this morning, um, excuse me, this, this evening right before our broadcast. We tried to get the double barrels going with face, Facebook and also YouTube. We're going to have that going for you next week on Wednesday Night Live, but we're going to make sure we also up up our production game a little bit from the Centel Basement Studios, uh, and we'll also come back with one of those tried-and-true six-pack trivia sessions. Remember how everybody used to do with those? Remember how Brandon used to do with those? We'll have one of those for you guys next week as well. Mark Godfrey, funny comment. Jeff Shadow could start immediately. Uh, Kirby needs to recognize. You know, first of all, uh, Mark, one of the things why I'm in the basement is I can kind of control my light a little bit, uh, but I can also keep the, the insanity of the upstairs uh, kind of to a nil and kind of to a minimum for you guys right there. Kind of got a little bubble down here. There's no barking golden doodle. You guys saw peaches last week on my feed. Um, you also not going to have people walking by, knocking on the door. Uh, Peaches is an active golden doodle right now. And one of the things she does is anybody's walking out, everybody's outside right now walking around. Um, that's one of the things that uh, she's barking at a lot of, barking at a lot of people that pass by. My wife is also cooking up some uh, something great for dinner now as well. One of the things before we get started is I want to know um, how everybody's doing uh, through all this. Is there anything that you guys feel is starting to feel like normal? You remember how uh, we're kind of trained as individuals that the, the more you do things, patterns set in, routines set in. Are, are there any routines for you guys out there? I think for me the hardest part is when we can't uh, get out and get some fresh air. We're kind of cooped in with a lot of the heavy rains we've had over the last two days in Metro Atlanta. It kind of makes us all feel a little bit more sequestered than even we really we really want to feel. Charles Winslet, man, thank you for joining. Good to see you here tonight as well. Uh, one of the things I wanted to chat about tonight, um, Jerry Popham. Hey, man, thank you for uh, saying that. Uh, something to do, something to talk about. I want to talk about Jonathan Jefferson. Now, Jonathan Jefferson was a guy... Um, everybody heard that boom, I guess, on Monday morning. That's when Jonathan Jefferson out of Douglas County High School committed to Georgia. A lot of the recruiting rankings and his sights and his valuations still have him as about six foot forward, 250 pounds. Uh, 245 is you know what he was playing a little bit of his junior year at. Um, his body's just kept growing, guys. He's now 270. His high school coach, Johnny White, one of the better high school coaches in the state of Georgia, runs a really great program, stresses academics, stresses community service, stresses leadership, doing the right things. Well, Jonathan Jefferson um, is now up to 270. Johnny White, his coach at Douglas County in Douglasville, thinks that he's a defensive tackle at the next level. And all of a sudden, that defensive line board for Georgia started to look a little sporty with Marlon Dean and Jonathan Jefferson in that 2021 class. You want to know something really cool about Jonathan Jefferson, besides being the fourth uh, commitment in the 2021 class, besides being the fourth commitment from the state of Georgia, 
man, the J train, Jonathan, uh, his dad fought Vladimir Klitschko for the heavyweight championship. That's right. His dad was a professional boxer. I believe his career record was 28 and four with 21 knockouts. His dad was about 6'5". He fought at about 250 pounds. Klitschko beat him, of course. I think uh, his dad uh, pocketed about 300, 400,000 for that fight way back in 2000, 2001, I believe. Uh, but a bulldog whose father fought for the heavyweight championship of the world. It was actually the World Boxing Organization's WBO title. And if you know if a young man's father was a heavyweight, a professional boxer, well then um, the apple has to fall right below the tree. You know Jonathan Jefferson's made up some pretty tough stuff. Jonathan Jefferson will enroll early uh, with the class of 2021 in January of 2021. His coach told me that this young man is not about any foolishness. He's serious. When he makes a commitment, that's going to stick. And uh, one of the things that uh, his coach told me was he's like, it's like Jonathan just kind of got to the point where he was ready. He was done. He had a great junior day visit. He felt prioritized by Trey Scott and Kirby Smart at Georgia. And with all this um, all this abnormal, all these extraordinary circumstances that we're all living through right now, he just felt it was the time to go ahead and get it over with and start focusing on more important things. Uh, Jonathan Jefferson, we'll have a story about him coming up uh, this week on this side as well. But that's something right there. A little bitty glimpse into the newest Bulldog. Georgia now has two defensive linemen uh, committed in the class. They also have uh, David Daniel, the impressive safety out of Woodstock High School. That's where I'm broadcasting from. That's where I live, Woodstock, Georgia. Um, and also uh, Brock Vandegrift. Who, for, who could forget him? Brock Vandegrift, uh, the uh, five-star quarterback out of Prince Avenue Christian in Georgia. In Athens, Georgia, only about 16 miles away from UGA and Sanford Stadium, he is the anchor commitment of this class as well. Dan Fox, Bob Hayes, uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Beach Reynolds, sorry about that shadow. Um, Joel Moody, dog is going to have the most in-state recruits in 21 since. 2017, like those local guys, guys who become dogs. Joel, I think that number, the way I'm kind of looking at it right now, it might split half and half. Uh, might still go trend towards um, more out-of-state guys. Something to remember, Georgia is using scholarships for 2021 for Jared Zirkel and Trey McKitty, which means Georgia is only going to be able to sign about 23 guys, um, 23 guys in this class, even though – uh, Coach Smart and the staff usually try to do a little bit of belt tightening and assign as many people as they possibly can. Uh, so here's what's going through my mind now. Everybody's wondering about when things will start, when things will happen. The more people I talk to around the state, they do not feel that um, spring practice will happen in the state of Georgia. I think a lot of the high school coaches around the state, even high school coaches in areas where there are no cases of COVID-19 yet, uh, they wonder if they will go back at all. Everybody's kind of looking at that April 13th date and see how far the extension happens after that, what shape the country is in after that, what shape our state and part of, part of the country is at that time. Um, of course, that's going to complicate a lot of things with unofficial visits and official visits. I think, that, I think the, the thing with spring practice to, to consider here is You've got to got a bunch of guys that maybe we're going to use this spring practice. This is the age of the transfer portal where they were going to use this spring practice to determine 
where they fit on the depth chart, whether they really had a chance finally of playing maybe in their second or third or fourth year at Georgia. And that was going to convince them whether or not maybe they needed to move on from Georgia or maybe stay at Georgia because it was their time, kind of like a, a Tay Crowder was his time, Michael Barnett was his time. Uh, that, that was going to be evident. And I was really looking to hear a lot about those redshirt freshman defensive linemen from the 2020 class. I'm talking about Tymon Mitchell. I'm talking about Bill Norton and Zion Logue. What kind of move were those young men going to make in spring practice as well? Uh, that's one of the things that gets stunted. Everybody wonders if, you know, will there be an abbreviated spring practice? Will, will these workouts just happen with more intensity in June and July? Um, it was interesting listening to a, pro, a press conference today. Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day met with his um, beat reporters on a conference call and spoke for about 45 minutes today, letting his fan base, letting the Buckeyes out there know uh, what was going on with the program and what they were doing. Uh, he was watching a lot of Netflix. A lot of um, a lot of position coaches were meeting with their individual players through uh, FaceTime. They were sharing workout information that way. A lot of guys were uh, trying to uh, use a lot of body weight workouts at their home. I think you guys have seen some of the things that Scott Sinclair has put out recently. Uh, and, and Bulldogs like Monty Rice and Eric Stokes and Nolan Smith have kind of been chiming in with their own impromptu workouts as well in their own home. Did everybody see that playing card workout the other day from Scott Sinclair? I'm curious, did everybody try it? How did everybody do out there? Uh, Chuck Pearson wants to know, give it to us, Jeff. When is Mims going to go ahead and commit? Brock seems on his heart. Well, man, Brock's been on, his, on him for forever, especially since he decommitted from Oklahoma. Uh, remember, though, Amarius Mims has said he wants to make his commitment in October on his birth birthday. So he's going to have to speed that up a little bit if he wants to make that decision. thought it was interesting when Amarius Mims made his top uh, 12, excuse me, he released his top schools the other day with his commitment announcement. Um, he actually had 14 top schools in there, not the 12 that he had had previously. He actually added North Carolina and Oklahoma uh, to that mix. So, um, you know, be very interesting what Amarius would do there. But Amarius has been a guy, it's no secret, he's kind of favored Georgia for the long time. When Sam Pittman was still the head coach at Georgia, he was often uh, declaring Georgia as his public leader. Tim Burrell, how are you, buddy? Mark Godfrey wants to know, with all the quarterbacks committing, who do I think will transfer out, and who does Georgia hang on to all of them? Well, I think Stetson Bennett's you know, kind of locked in. He wants to be a Bulldog. He wants to get his degree from there. Um, he's already transferred out once. Uh, you've got Jamie Newman not going to transfer anywhere. Uh, Dwan Mathis, I think Dwan Mathis, you know, folks, I've heard a lot of good things about Dwan Mathis in those offseason workouts uh, before COVID-19 and this health event, as, my, as Richard Pollard has shared with us and kind of christened it on our feed tonight. Before the health event, uh, Dwight Mathis was actually looking pretty good. He was flashing a lot of accuracy. He was spreading the ball around. He's always had no problems with athleticism and throwing from, you know, great frame and stature. He was always going to have a lot of elevation on his ball. He would be able to stand tall in the pocket. He's also a sub-11 sub seconds in the 100 meters. Accuracy and playbook was always an issue with him, but it seems like, according to some of the reports I got, some of those early off-season workouts, 
January, February workouts that uh, Dwan Mathis was looking pretty good. I also heard stories about a great uh, connection or a great uh, kinship with um, with uh, between Jamie Newman and Demetrius Robertson. Of course, you know, D. Rob has always ran the route tree, the seven, eight, nine routes where he he basically burst off the line and got to the top of his break, um, accelerated, and was able to make a move off that. Uh, those were always his best routes. Jamie Newman throws a really good deep ball. Kind of seems like that's a match made perfectly right there. Um, Carson Beck seems to, I'm hearing, has, has gotten a good rapport with a guy like George Pickens. That's the Carson Beck is the talented early enrollee freshman, about six foot five, about 230 pounds. He can spin it. Going to have some wiggle. Going to have some athleticism as well. And uh, Carson Beck is another guy. When you think about the arm talent that that Carson Beck has, that's a plus arm. Dwan Mathis has a plus arm. Jamie Newman has a plus arm. All of a sudden, Georgia's got. Uh, three quarterbacks that are all above 6'3". Newman's probably the shortest of the quarterbacks. They're all around 230 pounds. They've all got some wiggle. They've all got some movement. They've got all got some dynamic ability, you know, either inside the pocket or outside the pocket to extend plays and keep their eyes downfield. Georgia certainly has, with the, the those three names, especially with Dwan Mathis on his way back from his recovery from his injury of last season, his brain surgery from last season, um, suddenly Georgia has really kind of flipped the script a little bit on their quarterback room there. Hope everybody is uh, doing well so far tonight. Hope everybody, uh, their ways of life, lots of people have different jobs. I, I feel I'm very blessed and fortunate that I can do a lot of the work that I need uh, from my home. Uh, my wife, she's a nurse, so her work has been impacted a little bit by this. You know, everybody's got stories like this, and I think stories like this is what all, all of us kind of have in common right now. And it's almost like, um, you know, think of the auto industry, you think of the hotel industry, you think of the entertainment industry, anybody that's in the sports business right now. Uh, you see my buddy, uh, Zach Klein, he's doing his uh, nightly updates for WSB TV. He's doing those from his backyard. It looks like he's got a different vista in the Klein backyard. And, it's kind of interesting seeing the week, the nightly sports cast uh, from the ABC affiliate. It's kind of interesting seeing that from the uh, anchors' backyard. And I gotta, I gotta say this: I'm waiting for a news story from Apple or the iWatch people that say everybody's rings are just, they're just killing it right now um, with everybody trying to get outside and do things. Um, I've hit my move goal. I've hit my exercise goal. I'm actually 180 percent of my exercise goal. Um, everybody's trying to do a lot of this stuff right now to stay fresh and active. Uh, Travis McCullough brings up Nazir Stackhouse. Travis, I'm sure you noticed, you mentioned athleticism in your comment here. Uh, Nazir was a guy that was running the 100 for Columbia High School right now, and that's eerie to see that for a, a six foot four, 300 pound defensive lineman. Bobby Bryan, man, how are you? Uh, Jarvis Hanna, uh, in our unofficial straw poll, has Mathis as the QB1. Chuck Pearson, I believe you. I, I kind of agree with you right there. Beck is going to surprise some people. Beck has really strong cognitive ability. He understands the plays really well. You get him up on the board. He knows it really well. He can speak with confidence about it. But then the next step for every great quarterback is taking that ability and everything you see and say on the board and then repping it out in real time, especially against a salty Georgia Bulldog defense.
Uh, Jarvis Hanna did 80 sit-ups, 60 push-ups, and 110 body squats. Jarvis, one thing I hate doing, man, right now is lunges. I, I despise lunges. I'd rather do wall squats. I'd rather do, I'd rather do squats, parallel squats with a PVC pipe around my back. Um, anything besides the lunges. Joel Moody has uh, two-on-two basketball, wiffle ball, home run derby with the grandkids. Joel, how you doing, man? You throwing those curves uh, on the wiffle ball, man? Good to hear that. Uh, one thing I'm going to promise myself I'm going to try and do this week, I'll probably have to do it in the waking hours of the morning, is I'm going to try to fire up. I know I've got my NCAA football somewhere. I, I, I know I've got it. I think I've got it for the PlayStation 3. I think I've got it for the Xbox, uh, which is now backwards compatible, I believe. Uh, got to get that season going. Uh, got to get that season going because that's something that, um, man, it used to eat up a lot of my time. People on the Dog Nation Forum, we've got a movie club kind of going on the Dog Nation Forum. They're telling me uh, we just rated the top 100 movies of the last 20 years on the Dog Nation Forum forum.dognation.com uh, a lot of good picks in there everybody's trying to rip off a lot of movies that they've seen I mentioned my Castaway story I think we've watched so far we've watched Castaway uh, last week we were watching uh, different movies I even give my kids get this folks I give my kids a quiz after the movie uh, to make sure they get it uh, before they get their Xbox Live time and everything else like that Chuck Pearson, hey man, thanks for catching it live. Steve Horde's checking in from Lake Butler, Florida. Randy Payne is checking in from Tifton, Georgia. Randy, you know you got a heck of a 22 defensive lineman right there by the name of uh, Big Ree, I think they call him, but Tyree West out of Tift County, class of 2022. Everybody's offered him. Georgia's offered him. Alabama, Florida State offered him. LSU offered him all today. I guess he released those offers today. Uh, not the biggest guy, but heck of a disruptor. We wrote about him a little bit earlier this week on the Dog Nation Forum. Uh, class of 22 defensive lineman, now rated as the number one overall prospect for the state of Georgia in 2022. He actually leaped above Gunnar Stockton and another talented quarterback, MJ Morris, out of Carrollton High School in Carrollton, Georgia, as well. MJ is a guy, I put, you know, I kind of shared that with a lot of folks on the Dog Nation Forum that I'm putting MJ Morris in that quarterback kind of kind of that quarterback room right now with a guy like Gunnar Stockton in the 2022 class. A lot of people like MJ Morris and what he could bring to the table. He played last year uh, for Carrollton High and was, in, was the region offensive player of the year, I believe. But he did it really recovering from a kind of a, a weird hip injury, a labrum injury, where he wasn't really given a green light to run around a lot. And that's one of the better things in his skill set. But MJ basically was a pocket passer and really winged it around and made a lot of plays for Carrollton High. He was one of those guys I was really looking forward to seeing in spring ball. Lots of comments and questions coming in. Uh, Nelson Carswell, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you guys are just checking in, I hope everything is great with the feed, the connection. Sorry about the shadows, guys. I guess we'll try to work that. What I was trying to do before I, before I got on is I was trying to get Facebook uh, going live, going kind of from above me. And then I tried to have another tower right here where I would have a good angle for those folks on YouTube because we want to take care of those folks on YouTube as well. 
uh, try to get the double barrels going right there. And then I needed to have a monitor to be able to, to take in everybody's questions. So I was trying to do a little multitasking and juggling uh, with everything else. And it, it was so stressful for Peaches. She was going to join me again tonight and she kind of bugged out a little bit. Again, guys, if you're just joining us, uh, Hugh Nash is hunkered down in uh, Nashville right now. Yeah, uh, Ram Nicholson has a question. I think Georgia will try to get a quarterback in every class. I think that's just how you protect the portal. I don't know how the pecking order is going to work out, but you could imagine probably by summer of 2021, uh, remember Brock Vandegrift will enroll early. There will be a full bore spring practice, hopefully. Oh, hopefully there'll be a full bore spring practice in spring of 2021. And maybe folks will start to realize, you know, Newman will have moved on to the NFL. But, you know, what's happening with Beck? What's happening with Mathis? You think one of those two guys might transfer out at that time? That's why Georgia always needs to continue to bring in a great quarterback every class. Listen, folks, that's just part of the part of the deal. Clemson's able to bring in a quarterback every class or every two classes. Look what Oklahoma's doing. They've stacked up, you know, Spencer Rattler. Uh, they redshirted him this past year. They seem to be one of the main contenders for Caleb Williams along with LSU as well. Caleb Williams, everybody remembers that name. He recently released his top five earlier this week. Had Maryland in there. He had Penn State in there. He had uh, Oklahoma and LSU in there in his top five as well. Somebody that gets Caleb Williams is going to get a very good player. Joel Moody, ah, he's swinging what he used to be at age 57. See, that's one thing I need to do more of. I need to, uh, I need to get out on the links. I, I tell myself every morning, just find, find 35 minutes, find 50 minutes. I, I try to, there's a golf course nearby where I can just hit balls on the driving range and that can provide a lot of normalcy and peace if I can't even find a way to squeeze in nine rounds. Uh, Randy Hall uh, gives a movie recommendation. Randy says he watched 1917 last night. Curious what you thought about that, Randy, or anybody else on the feed. My family and I watched Midway the other night. Uh, we liked it a lot, uh, especially in a lot of those movies where you could tell a story about American history and the kids can associate everything with that. Um, that was interesting to see. It was interesting to learn about those ciphers and those code breakers and everything else there as well. Um, I think everybody kind of lives and breathes by those Rotten Tomatoes rest ratings. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a really good score, even if the critics did not. Interesting how you start seeing a lot of your streaming services. Uh, they offer those, uh, you know, current movies out right now. I see Onward popped up. Uh, the movie Bloodshot popped up as well. It's something that, um, it's kind of just something that had to be done with a lot of those um, movie studios with all the money they had invested in things. Makes me think about, you know, what would have happened, you know, last year, um, the Avengers movie came out. Remember that? Remember Endgame coming out? And what if that big blockbuster, Hollywood blockbuster came out and then no one was able to see it? David Brown checking in from Rome, Georgia. Uh, John Benton, Tiger King. Now, John, that's on Netflix, I believe, right? Travis McCullough's about to watch Bloodshot. Travis, how does that work? You rent it, 
and you get like, it's like 20 bucks, but you can watch it for a couple of days. That's it, right? You pay $20 just to watch it right now when it should be in the theaters. Richard, I'm Broken the other night. See, that's a great movie. I've read the book. I actually read the book twice because it was so impressive. I think, Richard, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Angelina Jolie serve as the director of that? <laughs> yeah, Stan Scarborough, you bring up a good point there. The family time you're enjoying in Valdosta. If Rush Probst is the new Valdosta high school coach, and then the new lounge coach is Jamie DuBose, folks, that takes us all back to... 2004 in Alabama when Jamie DuBose was the coach. He was coaching with Bill Clark, now the UAB head coach at Prattville High School in Alabama. And then uh, Rush Probst was the head coach at Hoover High School. I would imagine if that comes to be, those two gentlemen will be looking at each other across the field uh, for a big game and just wondering, you know, how in the world are they doing the same things they were doing 15 years ago, 16, 17 years ago, but now doing them in the state of Georgia. Um, so one of the things I want to make sure we get a little recruiting talk in there is, uh, you know, one of the things we do when we had the studio, when we had our full blown, blown graphics team, we would always come up with a top targets list. I try to abbreviate it, give you guys a top targets list now in every one of these, um, you know, basement type chats on Wednesday night lives here for before the hedges. So I, to me, my book he's I don't think he's going to move. I think Tony Grimes. It's the number one target for Georgia in the 2021 class. Everybody's got their own list. I just think this young man has something special off the field, the way he works, the way other young men rally around him. We were able to write that story and share the story earlier this year about how uh, Tony Grimes noticed a homeless lady that was always at their practice field, watching their practices, uh, and also there for like game days. And he brought a food plate from their pregame meal one day and gave her some food and befriended the lady, learned her situation, and now every time he sees her, he brings her some food on those Fridays before games. Um, he does work in his community. Uh, his father is actually a minister uh, in his community as well. Uh, Tony Grimes is the nation's number one cornerback, the number six or seven overall prospect on the 24-7 sports composite. If you saw him on Twitter this week, he repped out like 50 push-ups like nothing. Uh, he was, everybody's doing these push-up challenges right now. Tony Grimes is number one on the, uh, before the hedges top target list. Your number two, number two player on the top target list. We've mentioned his name already in the program. That's a Marius Mims, the six foot seven, 320 pounder out of Blakely County. That's, uh, the Royals down there in Cochran, Georgia. Um, one of the things about him is it's really sad because Marius Mims is a type of player that everybody wants to come see and visit and evaluate. And what he does is he gets eyeballs on his other guys on his team, those maybe 2022 or 2023 uh, college guys or guys that are going to have Saturday potential. He gets eyes on them. Those coaches can come check out the other teammates on his squad. And uh, the recruiting of a big fish like Amarius Mims um, is kind of like that rising tide that lifts the recruiting stories and the recruiting um, perspectives and outlooks for everybody else on his team. And when you got a player like that and everybody else is kind of, you know, shuttered right now for spring football, that's one of the things that kind of falls by the wayside along with like, you know, right now, guys, this is a time when 
football teams are doing fun racing, whether it's selling onions, whether it's their lift-a-thon, whether it's their, their booster club cards, or whether it's their, their spreading pine straw, what have you. And a lot of those things just aren't happening right now because of all the social distancing measures that are expected to take place and needed to take place in our country. A lot of those normal circle of football life things just aren't happening right now. Number three on the list, I've moved up Barrett Carter. Barrett Carter is number three on the list right now. The talented inside linebacker out of, uh, out of North Gwinnett. He's a bulldog at North Gwinnett. And I know a lot of dog fans on this feed would probably love to see Barrett Carter as a Georgia Bulldog as well. Recently, he established his top 12, I believe. He wanted to make his decision before his senior year. Very purposeful kid, very great football player. I think he's a guy that stays on the field all three downs. Um, great tackler, the type of guy that uh, could cover one of these nouveau um, hyper-athletic tight ends. He can fill A-gap and B-gap very fast. He works out with defensive backs, cornerbacks, and safeties and wide receivers for North Gwinnett. I think he's a prototype three-down linebacker for the SEC right now. Number four on the list is James Williams, the nation's number one safety. He's out of Florida, uh, five-star, uh, long-time linked to UGA. Georgia made his top three along with Clemson and Alabama. Uh, James Williams has transferred to American Heritage, where he started out his high school football career, actually. He started out his football career there as well. Um, James Williams comes out at number four on the list of our top targets. And a little interaction now, right now. Before I give my fifth one right there, Curious to think if you guys were doing your top targets list, who would be your number one pick? Who would be the guy that right now comes in at number five for 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 you guys? If if we've already used uh, Tony Grimes at number one, we've already used Marius Mims at number two, we've already used uh, Barrett Carter at number three, and James Williams at number four. Who would be your number five? Are you thinking one of those deadly wideouts targets in the class? Are you thinking about running backs? Uh, you thinking about a name like Donovan Edwards. I'm curious to know who you guys would have as your fifth top target as well. Charles Kaiser just joined us. Uh, Joel Moody has a uh, need about um, Dominic Blaylock. You know, Joel, I've heard good things about Dominic Blaylock. He's one of those, you know, incredible, you know, athletes, DNA specimens, kind of like a Nick Chubb, kind of like a Zamir White. Those guys are just built differently than a lot of us mere mortals. I heard he was recovering very fast. Uh, he was on a very good timeline to at least be able to give it a go whenever things come back to normal. It's one of those things, though, with a player like Blaylock, uh, he's, he's home now, man. And, and like the rehab that was necessary for a guy to get ready and to be able to play this fall when the Georgia coaches are telling him you need to be ready to play this fall, do everything you can to play this fall and see what happens. You know, that time to aggressively attack an injury with Ron Corson and Georgia sports medicine staff, that's just not happening. Hey, Lewis, uh, Moctezuma checking in from Chicago. Man, Lewis, hope everything's great in the Windy City. I guess you guys are uh, practicing social distancing as well. Uh, going back on target here, my fifth – guy on the top targets list. I would probably go Donovan Edwards as the number five guy on the board. Uh, we've all seen Evan Pryor commit to Ohio State. There's rumors right now about Travion Henderson uh, committing to Ohio State. A lot of crystal ball chatter is popping up. Travion's an incredible running back. I feel the same way about him as I do about Will Shipley. 
He's a guy that will they will flourish wherever they go in college football. Be very interesting to see if Ohio State can add two backs when they don't really feature two backs a lot in their offense. They usually find one bell cow and ride that guy. But Ohio State is obviously depleted right now in running backs. They, they just brought in Trey Sermon, former Sprayberry High Star, former Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma uh, running back committee member uh, as a graduate transfer. So things that always concern me about a lot of these things, a lot of these things going around with COVID-19 uh, is guys got to graduate. They got to do the work and be able to graduate so they can become a tr- graduate transfer as well. A name like Trey McKitty for your Georgia Bulldogs actually comes to my mind for that right there as well. Hmm. Well, um, hope everybody's doing great, great tonight. You guys, guys, you guys got any more questions, please pop them in the feed. Um, again, want to thank the folks at Kroger for all they do, allowing us to bring these broadcasts and all the content that we were able to provide for everybody on Dog Nation. Want everybody to think about supporting your local businesses, not just your Kroger's out there. This is a time when those folks are definitely hurting and they're able to, uh, and they need all the help they can get, especially supporting your local businesses. Those are your community members. Those are your friends. Those are the type of folks that would be donating money to the bands, the football teams, the basketball teams in your community. Um, one of the things I want to come back to is Kroger right now. said it earlier in the broadcast. Kroger is altering schedules in some of its stores. They're going to create special shopping hours for those that are deeply affected by COVID-19. What they're going to do Monday through Thursday is they're going to dedicate the 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. hour on Monday through Thursday for those uh, seniors over 60 or other high-risk people as identified by the CDC. They're gonna be able to come in during a special shopping hour, get what they need to get done, um, you know, enjoy you know, that time they have right there to get in and get out with their necessities uh, to make their shopping experience during this difficult time a little less stressful. And I definitely do applaud the good folks there at Kroger for what they're doing on that front. I love hearing that stuff about everyone else in our country. Um, so uh, recap, I want to I I talk about one more thing, and that's a story that my good buddy uh, Connor Riley put up on DogNation.com today. Uh, it was a story about how the 2020 class, the guys that are on the way, would be affected by this um, halt, this pause button, so to speak. I think one of the things it does with Georgia um, bringing in a transfer quarterback and a true freshman quarterback, the transfers Newman, the the, the true freshman quarterback is back. And then you've got a, a guy like Darnell Washington as a tight end coming in. You've got seven new offensive linemen coming into the program. And then you've got those five receivers coming into the program, along with two running backs. That's a lot of new faces for Georgia's offense, especially when you then mash it up with Todd Munkin installing a new offense. Those veterans, those guys that have been there and done that with Georgia football with the spring practice already under their belt, and they know what's expected. They know the tempo they should practice with. Well, it's going to be a learning was going to be a learning curve for them to 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 get adjusted and play fast and adjust quickly to what Todd Munkin wants to see with his new concepts for the Georgia offense. And now, when those veterans are not there, 
there's a little bit less of a head start there, especially with the new offense. Uh, when you, you add all these freshman players in the mix, what does that mean? I think it's going to give a young guy a chance to, if they're taking care of their bodies, if they're working, and if they're, they're getting on their playbooks, it's going to give them a chance. It's going to open up the window and increase the probability that they could come in and play fast right away when maybe that older, more seasoned veteran would have just you know, gotten a little, you know, gotten those practices under their belt and been able to rep things a little bit better when everything comes back to normal during the summer, during the uh, fall camp, when everything really gets going. One of the things I want, also want to ask you guys is, uh, I wanted to ask you guys is, uh, did everybody see on Twitter, I don't know if, if it's a story on dognation.com yet, but did everybody see the duck call with Jake Fromm and, and Laura Rutledge? If, you, if I'm going to make this, make this mannerism right here, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Laura Rutledge was on a Skype call with Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm was talking turkey hunting with Laura Rutledge, and he shared his duck call. He had his mouth call in his mouth. And uh, he was practicing another one of his calls as well. And uh, even though it embarrassed him a little bit, he went ahead and went along with it. And definitely Jake Fromm has no issues with growing the beard right now. Uh, he is looking like a grizzly man right now as well. Uh, look like the, looking like the brawny paper towel guy right now um, on, uh, on, his, on his Twitter feed right now, on Laura Rutledge's Twitter, Twitter feed from SEC Network, uh, Talking Turkey Hunt. All right, everybody, I want to say thanks to everybody who joined us. Thanks to everybody uh, uh, who, uh, who were able to make some time, talk some Georgia football, talk some Georgia recruiting. Um, you know, to me, I think uh, the things that I, I think I put this on the Dog Nation forum, I want to share this with you as well. I kind of think the Georgia's class, as it comes together, it's going to be built around early what are going to be the anchor pieces at inside linebacker and outside linebacker. I think Georgia might sign six linebackers in this class, maybe five linebackers and then one swing athlete that could play inside or outside linebacker. Uh, another thing to bring to your attention is Rod Ra Dilworth, the guy that um, was supposedly very likely down to a final three of his home state, North Carolina, the Alabama Crimson Tide, and the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, he has decided to back up his decision because of, hey, everything's going on right now. There's a perfect reason to back things up. He told me that he uh, he announced on Twitter that he will be not be making his silent commitment on April the 17th anymore. But he also told me that the April 17th silent commitment is no longer a go. But then also the May 9th public commitment is no longer a go. So it looks like Rod Rod Dilworth is going to need some more time to figure things out. That is the talented, speedy, hyper-fast linebacker from North Carolina. Uh, I think Georgia, once they start putting together the names and where they're going to build their class around, I think, ins I think inside and outside linebacker will occupy a lot of the class. I also think the running back position can occupy up to, up to two spaces in the class. I don't know if they're going to take a tight end. They might just take one tight end if it's the right tight end. I can see Georgia taking just two elite receivers. And certainly we also, before we leave this broadcast, we have to bring up the huge news that happened over the last week with Deion Colsey out of Athens Academy when he uh, decided to decommit from what was a dream school situation at Notre Dame, 
uh, to open his recruiting process back up. A very talented All-American wide receiver out of Athens Academy in Athens, Georgia. And I certainly expect the Bulldogs to be in the mix of things right there with Mr. Colsey out of Athens Academy. Very be very interesting to see if Georgia can add him to their class as well. And everybody wants to go local. Everybody wants the Georgia Bulldogs to still have a lot of down home Georgia boys or down south Georgia boys on their team. What if folks Georgia was able to add two players in this class from Athens, Georgia to this class after last cycle, I think going seventeen and six, seventeen and seven, um out-of-state, in-state, 17 out-of-state guys uh, in the 2020 class. What if the flip, the script gets flipped a little bit with Georgia doing a lot more there? Billy Hurley says he just got back from Kroga as well, uh, as Coach Dooley would say. One of the things my wife does, who else does this? My wife says Kroger's a lot. My, grand, my mother-in-law says Kroger's a lot. A lot of people call it Kroger's. And that's certainly fine, but that's kind of a lot of a lot of way people in the South start doing it. <laughs> Billy Hurley says uh, Jeff stayed clean shaven, none of that BA hoboing. Yeah, I think I think uh, in my house I hear it from the my young daughter Hannah and also my my lovely wife Erin that they they really don't like the the whiskers and uh, they don't really like the whiskers look whatsoever. All right, guys. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for taking some time to talk some Georgia football tonight. I'm going to get all the YouTubers out there that are silently wishing they had a feed going. We're going to make sure we get that done uh, next week. I'm also I'm going to promise it. We're going to have one of our old school six pack trivia's where you guys can play along as well. Uh, just to liven up the feed and have some fun right there. Also, always want to know, folks, it's just, I can talk on and on about Georgia football, but I want to make sure we use this unique time all of us are in to help somebody out. I mean, if it's a movie, if it's a movie referral, if it's a new, if it's a new um, a recipe they picked up, if it's something easy they can do, um, we want to try to help each other as much as possible. A friend of mine shared a story, what they did with, what she did with her kids is she decided she got a clipboard, folks. And she put A to Z on the clipboard and put a lot of blanks. Uh, she used a, you know, she's a she's a very detailed lady, so she put together an Excel spreadsheet and she she put A to Z and she told her kids, shoe fly shoe, get out of the house. And she wanted them to come back after finding an example in a freezer bag of something that starts with an A, something that starts with a B, something that starts with a C, um, A for acorn. Uh, one of them used a B for bulldog, and they brought in. Um, one of the house flags, one of the one of the sticker decals that were on the, inside their garage, they used that as the B as the B for bulldog. I thought that was quite humorous. But anyway, guys, I'm Jeff Sintel for DogNation.com. Thanks to everybody for joining us and making it another great Wednesday night live here on Dog Nation. Before the Hedges is now out of the studio and it's inside the Sintel basement studio. Think about your loved ones. Think about your family. Stay safe. Stay well. Support your local merchants, and all as always, think about Kroger for all your grocery and shopping needs during this time. I'm Jeff Sintel, and thank you so much for joining us on Dog Nation. I'll see you tomorrow.
Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle. 